Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk. Our guest tonight, Kevin Wadier, General Manager of the Long Beach Water Department, and Matt Lyons, Director of Planning and Conservation, as we continue our 21st anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on the Long Beach Water Department. Our first guest is Kevin Wadier, the general manager of Long Beach Water. Welcome back to Straight Talk. Thanks for having me, Art. Nice to be here again. You've been general manager now for almost 12 years, and you've been our regular guest on this show, and uh, uh, we welcome your appearance. Actually, I just had my 12-year anniversary last week, so it's been 12 years. Congratulations. Thank well, you. I know that Long Beach Water is recognized throughout the water community as one of the best-run uh, water agencies in America, so congratulations to you and your staff on uh, well, high-level performance. Thank you for that. We want to talk about uh, several things tonight, but I know as a macro concept, storage is key. Tell us a little bit about storage. Well, when you think about California water, you know, water comes in the wrong place and at the wrong time. You know, and the way we engineers and other water managers deal with that is, is store it. We store it above ground, we store it below ground. You know, we capture it where it falls and we transport it to where we need it. So storage is really the key to managing California, California's water supplies. And we'll be talking about that later in the show. Let's, uh, let's look at uh, the water supply. Give us an update on the situation for the supply of water. Well, it's interesting, Art. I was looking uh, recently at the last seven years. You know, normally in a seven-year period, you'd have seven, you'd have, you know, about three wet years and three dry years and one normal year. I mean, that's kind of what the definition means. But if you look over the last seven years of what water here in California in terms of precipitation in the Sierra Nevada, which is mainly what we concern ourselves with, we've actually had, uh, of the last seven years, four dry years, uh, two normal years, and only one wet year. So we've been in a pretty dry period now for the last seven years. So uh, fortunately, we, that one wet year, we, we and MWD, the importer, did a really good job of replenishing all our storage. So we're all, overall, we're in pretty good shape right now, but we've now had two dry years in a row. So we're getting into that mode where we need to be a little bit concerned about what the future might hold. And I know one of the challenges is that uh, the Colorado River, which is one of our three sources of supply, uh, was, uh, uh, was very generous to, to California right. because we could use the unused allotments of Nevada in Arizona, but right. with all the building, right. they've reclaimed their allotment, so we had to give back what was not ours to begin with, really. Yeah, it's really been 10 years now since California was cut back. Uh, I think it was 2003 that California had to reduce its share of take of the Colorado. You're right, we used to be able to use the unused surplus Arizona and Nevada water. There isn't any more of that anymore, so we had to reduce our take on the Colorado about 20% about 10 years ago now. So getting back to basics, our supply comes from the Colorado River with right. the reduced supply, uh, the Bay Delta through the aqueducts, and mm -hmm. also the rain and snowpack. 
Yeah, here in Long Beach, uh, about 60% of our supply comes from our local groundwater supplies, which we'll talk about that a little later, I think. And then the other 40% is from the imported, which comes in about equal portions from the Colorado River and from the, the Sierra Nevada Mountains in Northern California. And we're lucky in Long Beach to be located over an aquifer where we can grab groundwater as needed. Yeah, we're, we're the largest producer of groundwater in the aquifer that, that stretches from Long Beach all the way up to the San Gabriel Valley. And so we're very fortunate. Again, about 60% of our supply comes from that. And the good thing about it is it, it's very reliable and also it only costs about a, a third to a half of what our imported supplies cost. And how do Long Beach rates, water rates, compare to that of other cities? Well, we always compare our combined water and sewer rates to the other large cities in California. And uh, comparing to that, we're either the lowest, uh, sometimes Fresno is really close to us, but uh, per perhaps other than Fresno, we're the lowest of all the large cities in California for our water and sewer rates. And one of the reasons for that, uh, aside from the efficient manner in which the department is run, is that we can use groundwater, which is lower cost water than exactly. other sources. Exactly. We maximize our groundwater because it's, uh, again, it's only about a third to a half as expensive as the imported water. So we get as much water as we can from the groundwater and then only buy the more expensive imported water. Let's talk for a moment about infrastructure. Uh, we're pretty update. I know you have healthy right. reserves and uh, keep the plant in pretty good operating shape. Yeah, well, you know, we, we also operate the city's sanitary sewer system. So we really, and, you know, when you look at our overall uh, operation, about 80% of our operation is the drinking water system and about 20% of it's the sanitary sewer system. We took that over from the city in 1988, the sanitary sewer system. And so we take great pride in, in investing in and, and uh, uh, keeping those two pieces of infrastructure in top, tip-top shape. And last year, uh, we set, uh, uh, the best records we've ever set in terms of uh, what we, we have two key metrics in our water system. It's the main breaks we keep track of. And then on a sewer system, it's very important to minimize or eliminate sewer overflows. And so last year, we set uh, the lowest record ever for the number of main breaks. In fact, we used to have about 100 to 150 a year. Last year, we had, I think it was 23 or 24. Wow. So we've reduced that by like 75 or 80 percent from what it used to be uh, 15 years ago. And that's ago. a reflection of an aggressive maintenance system, not yeah. letting things getting Exactly. We, we, we invest, we replace about five miles a year of our old water mains. I mean, it's something we're very proud of. It's a you know, thing that you hear nationwide surveys all the time about, you know, there's billions and billions of dollars of, of backlog. Uh, infrastructure backlog. You know, here in Long Beach, we're just taking care of it. We believe it's our job and, and we're taking care it of it. It sure makes sense to me. And uh, the policies that uh, the department follows is set by the Board of Water Commissioners, five right. commissioners, and John Allen is the president of the board. And, Correct. And they set the policy for uh, this aggressive maintenance yeah. program. Right, they're appointed uh, by the council and the mayor and, and uh, right, John Allen's the current president. We actually have one vacancy right now on our board. We had two leave last year and one of them was replaced and we're still short one. Okay. Well, in the next segment, we're gonna talk about a very important subject, conservation with Matt Lyons, who is the director of, uh, of conservation for Long Beach Water and we'll be right back after these messages. Supported by Edison International. 
Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation, part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on. We're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm-weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life, powered by Edison. In today's world, everything's connected. From the workplaces that support us, to the homes that welcome us, to the trees and wildlife habitats that remind us how important our environment is. When a bird lands on a branch, and in the midst of a busy day, we stop to watch. It makes us realize we're all in the same boat. The Port of Long Beach welcomes this world with open arms, an environmental policy that's second to none, and a commitment to shaping a vibrant community. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. We're back, joined now by Matt Lyons, the Director of Planning and Conservation for Long Beach Water. Matt, welcome back to our show. Thank you for having me. Tell us why conservation is so important. In Southern California, we have historically relied on imported water supplies for about 50% of the water that we need. But those supplies over the last many years have been reduced. In fact, they've been permanently reduced, uh, even though it's an essential supply for Southern California. And so our economy and our population have grown and they'll continue to grow, hopefully. And the way we've managed this permanent reduction in the imported supplies is through our expanded reclaimed water and our conservation programs. And this is sort of an interesting fact. Uh, our, as an example, in Long Beach, right now we're using the same amount of drinking water, or potable water we call it, as we did in the early 1960s, even though obviously our population wow. uh, and economies have grown. I know that Long Beach Water some years ago instituted a very aggressive uh, conservation program, including a municipal ordinance limiting watering on to certain days, and, and uh, we were pretty well recognized throughout the country for our being the first and aggressive in this area. Uh, that's right. We could see that a water shortage in Southern California was uh, inevitable. And so we laid the groundwork ahead of the to, curve. Exactly. We prepared ourselves so that we could effectively manage that. And then when the water shortage came, we implemented uh, our programs. And uh, because we had prepared ahead of time, these programs yeah. really didn't, nobody was harmed by any of this. Uh, people's water rates didn't go up because of the shortage. Well, that's good, um, good, good foresight in, in what you were doing. Kevin, it's ironic. Uh, you're in the business of selling water, 
and yet you're urging your customers not to use it. Well, that's why water is managed as you know by government, and and we have you know a monopoly. To some people, is a bad word, but we have a monopoly. It, it allows us to invest in encouraging our customers to use less of our product. If we were a for-profit company, we obviously couldn't couldn't afford to do that, or some competitor would take us out of business. Matt, one of the most prominent of your many uh, conservation efforts is the so-called lawn to garden program, where you can get up to three thousand dollars from them if you convert your lawn which uses a lot of water, to California drought-tolerant plants. And uh, you recently had a tour where you highlighted and showcased it, and you brought some pictures. So let's show a couple of before and after pictures of, uh, of a, a lawn that uh, uses a lot of water. And we don't want that, so we're going to throw that one away. And look what we have. Beautiful. Tell us about this. So the grass lawns, the grass does not naturally grow in our semi-arid region. Yeah. And these kinds of plants that you're looking at now do. A grass lawn needs about 80 inches of water to be applied to it each year in Southern California. And these landscapes effectively need only about 10 to 15 Here, inches. Here's another before and after. Uh, nice house, but with a thirsty lawn. And we get rid of this thirsty lawn, and we have this beautiful, beautiful uh, home. It adds to the home, I think. It absolutely does. We interviewed the people who have been through the program, asking them uh, why they did it and how they liked their landscapes. And there are several reasons. One of the major reasons was that they believe that it beautifies their home. Another reason goes back to that idea that uh, we are in a semi-arid region. In fact, we're uh, almost uh, in an arid region. We get so little rainfall here. And people who have done these, a lot of them are feeling like, you know, this is the only responsible uh, way we want to be. Exactly. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Kevin, exactly. uh, uh, you have programs not only lawn to garden, but right. also for commercial entities like the SIP program. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, one of the things is, you know, for residential customers, there are certain things that, you know, we know make sense. You know, we have toilet rebates and showerhead rebates and washing machine rebates and dishwasher rebates. But when you go to different types of industries, you know, there's really no standard rebates. So we have a kind of an open-ended program that any one of our commercial industrial... The SIP program, savings... Yeah incentive program. So rather than us try to figure out what makes sense to them, we just simply say we've got a program based on a calculation of how much water you can save and, and the way we'll fund it. You come in, we'll, we'll work with you, we'll develop a program, we'll, we'll customize it to your particular factory or restaurant or whatever, and whatever it is that makes sense for you to do to save water, we'll help pay for that. I can't get over the fact that they are giving money to their customers not to use their product. It, it's mind-boggling, but it makes sense when you step back and look at the whole picture. When you look at it from the customer's perspective, and this is a point I always try to make, when you look at it from the perspective of our customers, it's the most cost-effective way to meet their water supply needs. Yeah. It is, Art. Well, uh, Matt, we're going to put up the website of the Lawn to Garden program that if they still have money, 3000 bucks be a good citizen, get a pretty lawn. The, uh, the people are happy with their new drought-tolerant lawns. They're very happy, and this is an award-winning program, by the way, and it's uh, been emulated from water agencies from around the state. It's the best program of its kind 
uh, in the state of California. I just can't help but mention, uh, before Matt leaves, that he's a graduate of the Kennedy School of Government, <laughs> uh, has a master's there, so that, that's pretty high-level stuff. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be Thank back you. with the rest of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. Who needs this modern world? I can live just fine out here without the road rage and boy bands. Of course, I might miss my Charter HD with football on ESPN and Walking Dead on AMC. ESPN and AMC. And, well, Shark Week on Discovery HD, but that's all. AMC, ESPN, Discovery, TBS, and Comedy Central HD, but that's it. Except for HBO HD. Charter now has over 100 HD channels and more brilliant HD shows on demand than ever. We're back continuing our conversation with Kevin Wadia, the general manager of Long Beach Water. And we talked earlier about the investment that the Long Beach Water makes in its facilities. And one of your new facilities is the Leo Vanderlands Water Treatment Facility, which you upgraded. Tell us about that. Well, that's not actually ours, Art. Uh, that belongs to the Water Replenishment District. Okay. But we operate it for them, so it's kind of a hybrid facility. That's actually in Long Beach, right up next to El Dorado Park. And what it does is it takes uh, recycled wastewater and treats it, uh, provides additional treatment so that it can be used to uh, replenish what we call the seawater barrier. And we can talk a bit about that. But anyway, the that plant's currently under ex expansion to double the capacity of it. And so we're heavily involved in that because we actually operate it for them. Excellent. Let's take a look at this facility, uh, this diagram, which explains why you need to build a so-called firewall yeah. to keep the ocean salt water out of your aquifers that are non-salt water and drinkable. Right. Well, if you look back at the history again, um, you know, back when Long Beach and the whole region really grew after World War II, there was really uncontrolled pumping of the groundwater supplies throughout all of Southern California. And many of the groundwater basins, including ours, started to get drawn down below sea level. And so the potential then existed for, for ocean water to come in and, and contaminate it with salt water, which would have made it you know, almost worthless. So back in the 1950s, the county came in and, and built in southeast Long Beach what's called a seawater barrier, 
where water is injected into a whole series of wells, which basically builds a mound of water there that's higher than seawater, so it keeps the seawater sea offshore right. and keeps our fresh water onshore. It kind of reminds me of a similar problem when we were pumping oil and the city was sinking because right. the oil was pumped out and right. the ground sank. Of course, now so they now they put salt water in they to, back to prevent you know, of subsidence. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about groundwater storage because it's so important. You referenced it in your first segment. Yeah, well, you know, this is a really big thing. Um, if you look again, talk about storage, you know, storage is how important it is to managing our water supplies. Most people, when they think about water storage, they think about above ground reservoirs, you know, big reservoirs like on the river systems and in canyons like MWD's big reservoir out by Hemet. Uh, and those have been great things that, that we as a state have done. But equally as important is underground storage. It's kind of been ignored. It's it, like nature's reservoir. Yes, yeah, again, what happened was, you know, as these groundwater basins were drawn down over, over you know, historically when they overpumped them, we created a lot of uh, available space down there that could be used to store water. And our aquifer and a lot of the aquifers have never been used for that purpose because the groundwater aquifer that we overlie is what's called adjudicated by the court. And that court order only provided for how much we can pump out of it, but it never divvied up or allocated or set any rules for use of the storage in that aquifer. And there's a huge amount of storage available down there. There's about half as much storage available down there as MWD's Diamond Valley Lake. Really? And, and it's and quite it's frankly, there. You quite frankly we, if you put water in it right now, you can't take it out. It'd be like having a bank account that you could put money in, but you couldn't take it out. Well, nobody's going to do that. And because we've had this uh, lack of any definition of uh, rules for managing that storage. There are many cities that have access to that aquifer. And oh, they all, this, yeah, this, all is the, this is the aquifer that runs all the way from Long Beach all the way up to So you've spent the last Montebello. year and a half or so trying to negotiate a settlement among all these parties. Well, actually, it's even longer than that. I mentioned earlier this is my 12-year anniversary. When I started 12 years ago, the first round of negotiations really? were underway and Sounds failed. Sounds like an antitrust suit. So, so that failed, and then we all went home and licked our wounds and we, we, we started up again and, and we did another round of negotiations in 2008 and 9. We submitted that to the court in 2009. We got all kinds of opposition from some of the other cities and one of the other surrounding water districts. And so over the course of the last year, I and a number of the other cities have now negotiated and, and submitting to the court as we speak a com comprehensive, complete resolution of all the issues. Which will make that means we can finally put it to work. You'll, you'll be able to use we it. We can finally put it to work. We can finally put water in and take it back <laughs> out again. So, so we're real excited about that. Yeah. Well, uh, the, it's not easy when there are these competing interests, and it, it, it's, uh, it's obviously inefficient to have an asset that you're not able to use. Well, again, most of the good surface reservoir sites have already been taken. I mean, you know, the ones that made sense have been built, and, and to build additional surface storage yeah. is very controversial. There's all the issues with endangered species and all that controversy. Sure. Whereas the underground reservoirs, it's just the opposite. Everybody loves the idea of underground storage. There's no negative environmental consequences. Yeah. It's already there. You just got to put it to work. So this is really a great opportunity to it's put that to work. It's nature's reservoir. Right. There you go. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after we pause for these messages. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. 
The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. I think we're fortunate in Long Beach to have a water department as well run and with the national reputation that Long Beach Water has. And congratulations to Kevin and the whole staff for, for constantly maintaining high quality standards and uh, giving people service and, and lower rates that... Uh, that benefit all of us. So congratulations Thanks, on the work that you do. You've been in this job now 12 years. Kind of look back on it and uh, give us some of your views of the highlights and challenges. Okay. Well, I, I think when I think back on the last 12 years, there's really three key things I, th I think about that we've worked on. When I came in, we were already sort of on the cusp of working on seawater desalination. We did a lot of great work on that. But I think as most of our customers know by now, you know, despite the fact that we made some good innovations and reduced the cost, it's just simply not cost effective. So it was a hard decision to make, but it was the right decision for our ratepayers to not proceed with something that's But it was worth a shot because if we can turn seawater yeah. into drinkable water, that's, and, that's and a we, gold mine. Yeah, and we created a lot of good information and, and most of our effort was, was paid for by state and federal funds. But yeah. quite frankly, at the end of the day, it's still about twice as expensive as our other sources. So. We're not proceeding any further with that. So that was kind of the beginning of my career. Then along came the drought of 2007, 8, 9. I'm so proud of what Long Beach, both the city, our customers, and the water department did in terms of our leadership in California. Our lawn to garden program that we talked about earlier, is it's not just the best state program in the state, it's the best program in the country in terms of doing the right thing by getting getting off the grass and getting onto California-friendly. And the residents of Long Beach really stepped up. Oh, and they've stepped up. This. In fact, later this year, we'll celebrate our 1,000th home that we've retrofitted wow. with. And so we're looking forward to celebrating that later this year, 1,000 wow. homes in Long Beach. And the point I like to make is there's 60,000 homes in Long Beach. So while 1,000 is a lot, there's a tremendous amount more opportunity for us to do in terms of conservation. 
And then, you know, again, we just talked about this, but this groundwater storage thing, I know it's dry to your customers. Um, <laughs> sorry about the pun, but, yeah, but yeah. this is a huge thing. I mean, this is something that we've been arguing about, fighting about, litigating for over a dozen years to put that aquifer to work for not only Long Beach, but all the cities in this region. And you kind to of took the lead important. in negotiating this. Uh, there's been a sidebar negotiation between me and, and several of the other cities going on for over a year or so, and we've now worked it all out. Uh, congratulations. and. Uh, um, we, we look forward to uh, to more lawns, I mean, uh, more lawns being trans, transferred, transmuted into California drought friendly. Now, I just did a rough calculation. That sounds like about twenty five million dollars of money to to a thousand homes, twenty five hundred a home, if my math is right. We're we're doing about two to three hundred homes a year. This is the other point I like to make. So we're doing about three hundred homes a year. So three hundred times. 3,000 is about 900,000. Yeah. So it's, it's, if you would like to be a good citizen and contribute to the solution rather than the problem and have a pretty lawn, call up uh, the Long Beach Water Department and get the information on transforming your lawn into a drought-friendly environment. Kevin, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me, Art. It's been a pleasure. And thank you at home for being our guest. Please be with us next week. Uh, for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com. <laughs>